0: She's a ho, we some hoes
1: Wouldn't you like to be a ho, too? Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of Ho in the Know. I am Slippery When Wet, Selena. And uh, I am joined by X. Yeah, yeah. Ho in the Know is a podcast about sex work by sex workers for sex workers. Every week, we begin with a segment we call Historical Hoes. And this week's historical ho isn't about a single person, but instead about a place. The Do Bar in Chiang Mai, Thailand. So I got my research from a bunch of sources. Reuters article, uh, wiki articles, uh, I'm just going to list all of them in the bio. There's, um, I took stuff from the Empower Foundation, a story in PRI called Thailand. Can sex work and ethics mix? Um, a Chiang Mai City Life article, What Sex Workers Want You to Know, and then a Vice article, The Bar Owned and Run Entirely by Thai Sex Workers Collective. Uh, definitely, you should check out these links. They're uh, pretty dope, and I am so excited. So, in Chiang Mai, Thailand, down Loi Kuo Road, which is the main red light district sits in an innocuous little bar that is actually quite remarkable. The Kandu Bar is the first of its kind in Thailand, a bar cooperatively owned and operated by sex workers. The bar was created as part of a project by EMPOWER, which stands for Education Means Protection of Women Engaged in Recreation and it's an organization based around the belief that sex workers should not be pressured to leave their profession because people mistake them for victims. Surprise, hey. Sex tourism is a massive industry in Thailand where it is reported that around 300,000 people work in the industry. Uh, Although, of course, we know many sex workers remain undocumented due to stigma, fear of danger, in outing themselves, and many other reasons. So... The boom of this industry began in the 1960s, with soldiers from the U.S. Army taking R&R breaks in Thailand while fighting for literally no reason other than stupid American interventionalism under the guise of fighting communism in Vietnam. So, um, thank you to the Vietnam War for creating this industry. Soldiers went down to chill and get laid, and the industry rose to meet the demand. While Americans kinda synonymize visits to Thailand with the opportunity to purchase affordable sex work and also delicious food and beautiful places and all the other stuff, not to downplay that. Anyway, the laws around prostitution are vague. I've read from multiple sources that it is technically illegal, um, but I've also read that it is not entirely illegal. Uh, but it is very restricted and forced to operate under this on-site, off-site strategy. At so-called, quote-unquote, girly bars, patrons meet sex workers and are pressured to buy them a certain number of drinks. And then uh, they have to pay this rate to leave the bar, and then they go to a hotel or some other site to provide the actual sex role services. So, like, the, um, patron is, like, paying so that the, um, sex worker can, like, leave the bar, like, it's, like, a fee because she's not able to technically be on-site and work and sell drinks and blah blah blah. So that's how they kind of get around these things, um, facilitating a sex work zone. Uh, the bars are notoriously shitty to their workers, similar to the ways that strip clubs are shitty to strippers in the U.S., They have restrictive policies on the appearances of sex workers, they take a high percentage of the cut for the services, they force patrons to pay for the time they are taking the sex workers away to provide their services, they punish sex workers who don't sell enough drinks, they force the sex workers to work seven-day weeks without holidays, and a bunch of other stuff, and they also just don't qualify for basic things like health care and unemployment the can-do bar, set out to right all of these abuses by putting the power into the hands of the workers." Oh my god, what a revolutionary concept. The sex workers get to keep all of the money that they earn from their sales, they don't have a drink sale minimum, they get days off and holidays, they work fixed hours, and instead of shifts of indefinite lengths, they receive, uh, or they work, you know, 8 hour shifts. They also receive health care and other government benefits that workers in other industries get, and they had to work really hard to get that uh, added in. So a very cool thing. So in 2006, a group of sex workers and other Empower members pooled together about a million baht, which is the equivalent to $30,000 in U.S. dollars, and opened the bar. Their existence is in itself a statement that they can do everything their critics considered to be impossible. They also set up a mini-museum called This Is Us that chronicles the history of sex work in Thailand. So today, Empower has bases in several Thai cities, including Chiang Mai, Phuket, Bangkok, Sot, and on the Myanmar border. In Chiang Mai alone, the organization does outreach to 239 different bars, massage parlors, brothels, and other places where sex workers are employed, offering support to about 35,000 women. It was originally founded by uh, Chanta Wipa Apisuk uh, Ping Pong. Uh, that's the nickname of one of the the women. That's her like name that she goes by. Liz Hilton and a group, uh, Liz Hilton is Australian, but she's lived in um, Thailand for so long and she's very fluent in Thai, so she gets a pass. And a group of other sex workers looking to provide a space for sex workers to own, belong, organize, and assert their rights to education, health, access to justice, and political participation. When it opened, it was visited by representatives from the Human Rights Commission, the International Labour Organization, and Thailand's Labour Ministry, so surprisingly above board about this whole thing. Can Do was recognized as a model to address human trafficking by the the United Nations Convention of Women in Geneva, Switzerland. While the bar isn't particularly profitable, that isn't exactly the point. The profitability of the bar itself is less important than the take-home pay, safety, security, and, you know, general legitimacy of the workers. So during the daytime, the space is used for community meetings, political action, and resource sharing between sex workers. Empower is politically vocal and has set out their core demands to all Thai political parties. They want the Prostitution Act, which... The prostitution act which criminalized sex work to be repealed and they may demand proper and equal implementation of labor laws general welfare for all thai workers and for migrant sex workers to be granted the same rights as domestic workers so uh to follow this up all of the articles that i read kind of taper off in 2016 and i was checking online the bar is currently closed but I'm not sure if that's because of COVID or because the goal was to keep the bar open for a decade and they managed to, like they opened in 2006 and they were operating in 2016. Um, Anyway, whenever you kind of Google it, it says that they're temporarily closed. So who knows? And um, if anyone who listens lives in Thailand or plans to visit at some point, please Stop by the can do bar for me, or you know, let me know if they're still in business because this is super cool. Also, if anybody is in power or knows about empower stuff, also let me know. Drop me a line, as we say. Anyway, that is the remarkable story of the bar that really showed that collectivized sex workers really can do anything. Okay, so last conversation we had we talked a little bit about you getting into the industry how you found up there but you didn't quite tell me about your first like off like solo show or was it solo or was it like a group of guys like where did you go what did it look like what happened
0: So for my first private
1: yeah your first private (laughs)
0: My first private was probably the, that was probably the scariest, scariest I've like felt going to a private. Mm -hmm. I was, it was, first of all, it was in Long Beach. Okay. And it was for my best friend's sister. She was turning 30. Oh. So it was, it was her and a bunch of hood rat friends. It was about 30, (laughs) it was about 30 of them. And. You know, I know her sister. I know where she's from, and I know her friends. So, like me being in a room with thirty of them, alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I was definitely shitting bricks. I yeah. called every one of my dancer friends to come with me. Oh, really? I was like, "Yo, dude, I'll Please split. Anybody? I'll split the pay. Like, <laughs> come with me." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, just like, do this," but. You know, um honestly, I'm glad that none of them were able to come with me cuz mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that I need I needed to experience, mm-hmm. you know. I was going to end up doing that by myself anyway.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, my first private. Yeah, I was in Long Beach. Uh, I caught the bus there actually. Oh, I,
2: was, man. I still
0: I still wasn't driving. I was still, still catching the, the catching the bus hustling. Okay, hell so, yeah. Yeah, I had to leave probably at sunset to get there <laughs> oh <my laughs> on time. Uh-huh. I mean, sunrise to get there on time. So, yeah, I showed up, you know, this big-ass duffel bag to this hotel in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm texting my best friend's sister. I'm like, yeah, I'm here. Let's do this. So I get there. I'm at the door. Her mm-hmm. best friend walks outside. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the Proud family, but the girl sisters, uh-huh. her, her her best friends, each of them look Like each one of them, each one of them characters, and her best friend. That is
1: such a diss.
0: (laughs) Her best friend, which was the biggest one, walks outside, and it was like, "All right, so this is how we gonna do this? We got, we got about (laughs) thirty girls in there. They all ready to tip you, you know. And you know, I'm, I'm like probably a couple inches shorter than her, Mm -hmm. uh, easily eighty pounds lighter. And I'm like, um, well, I told." i told so and so you know my booking fee was 150 mm-hmm. um and she was like i yeah, like we heard you yeah i got you but we got 60 bucks what you trying to do what <laughs> yeah like like oh that God, that's why i didn't to for one that's, what, <laughs> that's why i didn't want to come by myself for uh-huh, one yeah you know what i mean and you know so i learned i learned a couple valuable oh, lessons shit. that day um <laughs> So, yeah you know, and and I'm already there, yeah, and, and you
1: took a bus for however many hours, exactly,
0: and uh you know, I'm still you know, I got that scared, excited feeling, so I'm kind of ready to dance anyway, like mm-hmm. I, I like my energy's ready to take it there, mm-hmm. um I was like, all right, but next time, <laughs> next time,
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> money yeah. up front, yeah, totally, um,
0: and and that's pretty much how I got to you know asking for money up Because, mm-hmm. yeah. But good thing though, I actually made more than what, you know, more than than what you'd requested and stuff. Yeah. But still, like that's I I I worked for tips. Yeah. But like.
1: Yeah, but it's like you you know, I mean, the whole thing of it is like you should just come in and be handed your fee to show up and then get. The icing on top is yep. everything else, you know.
0: Right, and everything just goes smoother. There's yeah, and you no, shouldn't have to fight for it. Right, there's no gray area. There's no awkwardness. It's just you know, business is done. Now let's mm-hmm. just get it. Let's yeah. have some fun. Yeah, but yeah, so they <laughs> they wanted they wanted it to be a surprise because the yeah she didn't the best friend didn't want her to know that I was there so they wanted me to get <laughs> dressed in the hallway of this hotel. Uh huh. Um. And I was like, all right, cool. What were you uh, getting dressed as? If you look on my Facebook profile, also my Instagram, there's like this outfit that I made. It's like a cut off baseball jersey with like the with, with this athletic under armor type deal. Uh-huh. It's it's like a like a sexy baseball stripper okay. dude. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, yeah. Sexy athlete yeah, yeah, baseball. S- sexy
0: athlete pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it worked out of bat, you know. It, uh, oh, it, okay. Yeah, it,
1: you came with a it prop. Went,
0: it went. Exactly. Okay, it went. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting butt ass naked in in the hallway of this, you know, hotel. This really big, <gasps> no! expensive hotel. Mind you, this is my first private.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> they didn't show you to a bathroom or anything.
0: Not, no, they wanted, they wanted it to be a surprise. So,
1: but not even like, is there? There's no hotel bathroom.
0: <laughs> Mind you, these are hood rats.
1: These are okay. Yeah, this is. A no hotel. offense
0: to my hood rats. I love hood rats.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> it's just like a little ratchet. No, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: they they were like, okay, we want to like this. This is what you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. You can get dressed right here. I'm gonna come back in three minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, but she did bring me a shot though, cause she saw I was nervous. So like, she brought me a shot. Cool. I appreciate
2: cool.
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in. I'm in this hallway, and this. Uh, <laughs> in the back of my mind, as I'm getting butt naked, I'm just I'm just picturing this family of five. Just walking out, seeing me stark ass naked
2: uh-huh.
0: and me not having anything to say.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I can't uh, explain this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> um. So after I get dressed, you know, it, no, nobody actually came in the hallway. So I was actually able to get dressed. In, oh, that's great. In, uh, well, in, what a
2: relief.
0: Right. And I'm not going to say peace because I was like, holy shit, let me hurry up, let me hurry up, let me mm-hmm. hurry up. Um. Yeah, I wasn't able to, we call it tying off. It's just stimulating the, the the. the can I say, like,
1: you, part you, can say <laughs> you can say whatever you can say. I think we've already used other expletives. So you okay. Feel free.
0: So we call it tying off. It's, you know, we get the blood flow in our penis to uh-huh. get it at a, you know, cool little, at a not soft, semi hard, yeah, hard, just, yeah. you know, it's it's not the, just fully right right right, not fully, right. So, <laughs> exactly so i didn't have time to do that mm-hmm. and i was like oh man they're really not gonna like me i'm over here going limp. <laughs> i'm gonna be a limp dick dancing and shit uh <laughs> so i was kind of like freaking out about that but i went inside i um they actually loved me they oh. liked me more than i thought they would Aww. i was yeah there's there's from my experience. Dancing for different ethnicities, ethnicities calls for it's a different level Mm -hmm. depending on you know
1: yeah which group
0: of people that you're entertaining Uh like and for them I'm expecting yo get in here take off all your clothes (laughs) get on the bed and yeah. That's, that's kind of what I was expecting.
1: Uh-huh. Wait, were you, you were expecting to like be pressured to have sex with them?
0: I was expecting to be tossed around. Not, not sexually, but like, I don't know. I don't mm.
1: know.
0: Like, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> and then what actually happened?
0: They actually, they, they weren't, they actually oh. let me perform.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, one of the girls kind of, like, irritated me. She was picking <laughs> up money that was already thrown and throwing it back, which was no. like, bitch, you over here recycling dollar bills. Girl. Like, stop it. Oh, stop no. Stop it. I she,
1: hate that Yeah, that, the most. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's. You know the next lesson I learned wow. that night. I, I learned a lot <laughs> with, with that one you private. Like learn
1: all of the things like don't do that. Cash up front. Cash up front.
0: Don't recycle if don't it, if it's if it's thrown. Don't fucking team. touch it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. Oh man.
0: Yeah. Uh, but it, but besides that, it was actually a good performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually felt a lot more comfortable than I thought. You and know, you said
1: it was your sister's friend, right? It
0: was. It was my best friend's. My my guy best friend's sister.
1: Okay, so did they know you prior?
0: Yeah, we actually went to high school together and we played okay. football together.
1: So did you know some of the people at the party?
0: I knew like three people.
1: Was it nice to dance for people that you knew or was it like harder to dance for people? That at you that knew? time,
0: I was glad I wasn't. I'm just glad I knew somebody. Yeah, you know, okay, it, it yeah. Made me, it sense. made me not feel alone. It actually made me feel a little more comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, being in a room with people that I know mm-hmm. versus like, I don't know nobody here. Yeah. I don't know who they are. I don't know what they do. But, you know, knowing, <laughs> you know, being best friends with one of the women and being best friends with the brother of one of the women in there, it's like, all right, cool. Like, I know, like, yeah, it's not going to. It's not gonna get too out of hand. It's gonna, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, because it's gonna get back to your friend or whatever. No, nah, like, I just, just, I just
0: feel like I know him. I know his sister. Mm-hmm. Like, I know how far it would get. Yeah. You know. Hmm. So.
1: Did yeah. you have any fears about like kind of coming out like as a stripper to these people that you knew?
0: I wouldn't say fear. I would say I don't think they understand, and they don't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean just like I don't think I would if I was on the other side of the industry. Mm. Like you don't you don't really understand the hustle until you're in it. And you know where I come from, that that town called Fontana. That's a not that, that's not really a town where strippers live. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's almost <laughs> like, you know, you go to school, you go home, you work at a factory or you just get a job, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's not really a lot of like dreamers.
1: Yeah,
0: versus living in LA. I'm not saying there's no dreamers out there, at mm. all, because you know that's where I came from. Yeah, but you know, f- going from Fontana to LA is a huge difference, and you know, me being a stripper in LA is a lot different from me being a stripper in fontana there's a lot more acceptance and like oh shit oh really huh all right or oh wow i've never met a male stripper now yeah. i have versus fontana it's like it's it's a fucking oh shit <laughs> let me make a post real quick Woo, this nigga skinner's tripping y'all like you know what i mean it's a, it, 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 it it's a different reaction it's not as like mind-blowing
1: yeah because it's in la it's like here people do it's, anything it's, and everything right
0: it's yeah so it's just another hustle in yeah. la fontana it's like oh nigga, you prostituting yeah <laughs> and it's like that is like you know i don't really like that mentality which is why mm-hmm. i never really moved back
1: I get Just, it. I mean, I'm from I'm from Oklahoma originally, so yeah, it's like you know that
0: smaller town mentality.
1: Yeah, it's very small town mentality, and it's like you know, there's only one way that people see strippers. You know, like right. it's not like oh, like this is a hustle, this is an industry, this is like you know a business. Right. It's like <laughs>
0: I think you were less. It's like mm,
1: yeah, like who you're selling your body to. Right. I and I do
0: I get it. There is a, st- a stereotype. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But and it's not everybody. No, you know what I mean it's not every. It's not just because you're a stripper doesn't mean this is how you. This is what you do. This is how you take care of business. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean respect you any less than you know secretary at a bank. Yeah, you know I mean?
1: yeah. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of issues around perception with stripping, and I think that definitely. things are definitely changing. Like because there's more visibility. I think also male strippers are perceived a little bit different than female strippers too because like w- female strippers are seen as being exploited more. Male right. strippers are kind of like like they're playful sluts, you know? <laughs> like Toys. that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, they're like a boy toy, you know? Like exactly. he's just out there having fun and he doesn't want to settle down. Like that mentality like that it's like, "Oh, he just doesn't want to settle down" versus like, "Oh, he's being exploited and we need to save him."
0: <laughs> Okay. Okay, I see it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, definitely, cause like, being a man, you know, like part of us. I just feel like we all like being, you know, that captain Sava, whoever. You know, <laughs> it's 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 a good yeah. feeling to be able to help somebody in a way that'll actually help them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? And you know, that's just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some guys feel like. I will take on that role. I'll take on the responsibility here.
1: Yeah. There's there's this like very like
0: empowerment ish. Yeah. Can be. I guess depending on who who the person is, I would yeah. say that comes down to the person and what they're like where it's coming from, where that
1: I mean, I think a from. lot of people are just well meaning but a little bit like misguided about where what, what they're believe you know or like where it's coming from like right i agree and they don't know people you know like once you start talking to strippers and knowing strippers and hearing their lives and stuff you're like oh like there's not just one story
0: exactly there's all kinds right and i didn't i I didn't hear these stories until i started dancing and i started talking to other dancers like oh shit we got a lot in common Mm mm-hmm huh yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay Mm mm-hmm I'm saving my stripper dollars, too. God yes. damn.
1: Yeah, exactly. We're not just blowing money and shit. And we're not just doing all the drugs. Like, yeah. And also, not everybody's super sexually experienced. Like, That's exactly. the whole thing that people don't realize. They're like, oh, you guys must just like, fuck a lot. Like, fuck all the time. It's like, not everybody does. Right, like, Everybody right. comes at it at different levels. And, exactly. You know, like we come from all over all walks of life all education all different races and classes for different reasons education levels you never know who's a stripper
0: right right real talk <laughs> like when i was in when i was in college <laughs> like no i would nobody in that entire school would know that I had to go to L.A. and strip right after class. You know what I mean? <laughs> it would make me laugh sometimes because I would, I would sit in class and then, you know, I have ADD. So like I'd stop every fucking 10 seconds instead of, you know, paying attention. And mm-hmm. I'd look around and one of my moments I looked around, I was like, damn, these these people have no idea what I'm about to do <laughs> in like three hours. That's funny as hell. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And, I, and And if I bet they did, they fucking split their shit. Yeah, yeah. So I always felt that was that was.
1: It's like a little,
0: a little cool, little secret. Yeah, yeah. You guys have no idea. Mm -hmm. I'm about to go. I'm about to get off. I'm about to go off. (laughs) You finna go home and do homework. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fun.
1: So I want to know a little bit because you briefly touched upon this, but you were saying that there are different shows, kind of depending on racial makeups of the crowd. Definitely. So how does it differ?
0: Um so through my experience i've I've come to through my experience I realize dealing with certain ethnicities they there's there's like levels if they're <laughs> I love my sisters, but I mean for them seeing a black dancer it's like well, no shit yeah. you know what I'm saying like what we 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 see this all the time uh-huh. like my like my I got family that do what you do, nigga. I'm trying to see something else. I'm no. trying to see what I. I'm trying to see what I don't see every day. Okay. So like the expectations are a little higher, with black women. Mel- yeah, with uh black women.
2: Uh
0: huh. Um, same thing with, latinas. Like they, definitely would, eventually want you to naked. They're uh-huh. not. They're not as pushy.
1: Yeah.
0: I would. Well, I wouldn't say pushy. Mm-hmm. They're not like. As expecting like mm-hmm. if you if you decided to not get naked, it wouldn't be any less of a good time,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I guess Caucasian, the white people <laughs> right right, yeah. uh, and by the way, this is not this is not I'm not speaking facts, I'm not saying like this is
1: just your experience
0: exactly, just yeah. through my experiences, yeah, and I've had different experiences with
1: yeah, nothing is ever a hundred percent the same all I'm the time not, I'm not, there's always exceptions, right,
0: I'm throwing no stigmas at yeah,
1: yeah.
0: um. <laughs> <laughs> But generally speaking, uh going to, you know, like a white woman's home mm-hmm. or you know, they, they typically wouldn't really care or want me to get naked. Especially yeah. if they're if they're older, even at the club. Uh-huh. Like, I've seen women who like their reaction would be different if they were to just see me dancing, seeing me have fun mm-hmm. versus me trying to be seductive and like come on to them, you know, mm-hmm. grab my crotch. Like they're they're a little more turned off by the direct, you know, oh.
1: like they're a little more prudish about this stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They they just like to, uh-huh. I guess I guess they want their imagination to take over and you okay. just be the avatar for you know mm. the imagination, if you will. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, just- do you
1: ever have Asian audiences? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. all the time. They uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. they just they just like it all. Yeah, you know, they're just in it's it. It's not yeah, it's not a lot of black people on that side of the world. So like coming yeah. to see. You know what they see on TV. Mm-hmm. It's like, holy shit.
1: Uh-huh. Woo <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's such an interesting experience. So you get like a lot of like Asian international like tourists and all like people who travel. Definitely,
0: definitely. Dancing with Hucklemania, it's it's I get people from all around the world. Mm-hmm. Canadians, they are the dumbest people in the world. Really? Like, <laughs> Shout yeah, out
1: to Canada. <laughs>
0: for, for real talk. Real talk. <laughs> um Russians, uh, yeah. I get get people from all over.
1: So how are you received since you're a black performer? And I mean, you know, like you mentioned on the site, they're showing the review and it's a lot of white guys or whatever. And Mm -hmm. then the other funny thing is I talked to like white and Latino strippers and they have said, oh, like everybody just expects like a hot buff black guy to come in. (laughs) And then they see me and they, they have that reaction of like, oh, you're not that guy. But like, what is your experience of the industry and people's expectations and how you're perceived?
0: There is being being a black entertainer. There's automatically a lot of expectation. Like mm-hmm. if you put me next to a white entertainer, like I have I have a best friend. He's like my brother. His name is Trevor and he's mm-hmm. white.
1: <laughs> That's so very If you put me
0: idea. and him right next to each other, uh-huh. if. I were just to do some regular ass. I'm about to do the Dougie. Let me like like if, if I were mm-hmm. to if I were to do some regular ass like, busting hype hype dance two step or whatever, you know they'd be like okay that's cute cool all right. Mm-hmm. If my man Trevor were to do it, they'd make it rain on Trevor because oh. it's a lot less expected yeah. for my man Trevor to you know be able have to that, do anything to have, have rhythm
1: that. generally right right and <laughs>
0: and he does have rhythm like he knows he knows you know what to do with it
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but yeah it's just a lot of expectation mm-hmm. it's it's a little more for me it's a little i wouldn't say pressure just you can't half-ass it because i've half-assed it and i've gotten half-assed results mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah being, being being booed is not it's not something that i want to experience too often
1: oh wait have you been booed before
0: I, i've i've been booed one time <gasps> in the five years I've I, oh I, I no been
1: dancing. wait well, and
0: i would honestly would say i would i i deserved it
1: oh no wait were you performing alone or in a group or i was at that? a
0: club oh shit <laughs> i was <laughs> this is almost like this is a stripper nightmare oh, getting yeah, booed off stage is. at a club in front of the homies and in front of no. in front of like girls you cute girls like just just and it's just a nightmare. It's just a nightmare.
1: Is a nightmare.
0: It's it's horrible being booed off stage, but I didn't come prepared. Like I mentally, I wasn't there. And it was just it was just a bad experience. Like I went out there with you know nothing.
1: Wait, you didn't know a routine or like what was it?
0: Um, it was it was just last minute. I kind of I kind of took a hiatus for a few months of dancing because I was working a lot, mm-hmm. and you know the homie hit me up for a last minute San Diego show. And I was like, all right, cool. Let me just, you know, throw some shit together real quick. And uh, that's it. I, have a, I didn't have any music. I just wasn't prepared. And when I went out there, I didn't look prepared. Ugh. And they didn't like it.
1: I know. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's so much pressure. I mean, as a female stripper, all of our dancing on stage is um, improvisational. So like we never choreograph anything. So it's like so much pressure for you guys to have to like learn a dance yeah. and perform I mean, a dance and have it on point.
0: Not really learning a dance. It's just like male stripping is more about confidence and control. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's you don't you're not gonna see a lot of independent male strippers that do choreograph routines every time they go up. They're gonna do. They like they might have a little bit like mm-hmm. maybe a, an eight count of, of some uh-huh. type of choreograph, but their whole routine is not going to be a choreograph. A lot of it is off the top and pretty much how you feel. Like mm-hmm. dancing for the entertainer, I feel like is partly on how you feel.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If you feel great, you're going to perform great, and that's going to resonate. They're going to feel that. They're going to see it. But yeah, I wouldn't. I, it's not really about knowing choreography. Just having body control, and knowing how to stop pop Mm -hmm. turn like knowing how to move with confidence yeah like that's that's the practice that you know us entertainers do for ourselves it's all about control and yeah
1: did you have like prior dance experience
0: none i was actually an athlete so i I did have a lot of body control just because i've been an athlete since Mm -hmm. you know pop warner football to professional track and field Mm -hmm. after college
1: what did you study in college sidebar
0: (laughs) um Kinesiology.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, cool.
0: yeah. I, 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 I wanted to be a physical therapist. Oh, awesome! All right. <laughs> so, um, being an athlete, I already had good body control, and I was flexible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, I, growing up, I just like to, I like to dance, I like to move. I'm always hype. Mm-hmm. So I'm mean, <laughs> I, I just, I was just an athlete with rhythm, I guess. Uh
1: huh. Oh, that's really cool. So, um, do you find that you get paid the same as your white counterparts or like white Latino counterparts?
0: It, I would say it varies for everybody. Yeah. Like I've had great nights and they've had bad nights while I've had great nights. Uh-huh. You know and me? And, and vice versa. It's, so you feel it's, like it's kind of equal overall? Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Like I would, and, and it also depends on the crowd. Yeah. You know, of course, if there's a large Latino based group out there and there's a sexy ass Latino dancer, yeah. who do you think is going to get most of the... Latin the Latino you know
1: guy, yeah, for exactly, sure. Exactly, exactly. Uh-huh.
0: Like, it's no, it's no beef, it's all love, you know? Uh-huh. Women are going to pay for what they see, they're going to pay for what's familiar. Mm-hmm. Just like with me, if there was a bigger black crowd, you know, mm-hmm. I would get paid more, which I typically would. Yeah. Because I would know...
1: How to interact. That's my people. Yeah, it's your people. <laughs> that's yeah, my you, people. I you know. I, your people. I know
0: what to do. Like, I know how to entertain <laughs> them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 it varies on everybody. I wouldn't say, I would say there's no,
2: <laughs> I, I was going
0: to say there's no prejudice or racism, but, I mean, I, I think that's, there's a touch of that in, in, in all industries. It used to irk me inside. Mm-hmm. Then I realized, you know, again, this is the entertainment industry. They're not going to pay for what they don't want to see. Mm. racist, not racist, whatever, you know what I mean? Like if I went to a club with some ones, I'm not going to pay one stripper while I'm looking at another one, you know what I mean? I'm going to hold my dollars until I get what I want.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, it is all about like the personal experience of the consumer, you know, whatever they want.
2: Right, definitely. You
1: know, you go to the grocery store, you come for orange juice, you don't just pick up apple juice. Exactly. (laughs) As much as it's like, I don't like to boil it down to that. But in a way, it is kind of like, you want what you want at the end of the day. Right. How do you feel about women touching you?
0: I mean, of course, it's totally okay. Totally I'm cool, okay? I'm cool with it. It's, it's, there's definitely a how, you know. Is there, like what,
1: is there like a line, like the people that you, I mean, do you enforce a line?
0: I've rarely had to. Mm. Like, the only time I've actually had to be like, all right, you need to get, like somebody get get her get her uh-huh. you know like she was belligerent and really just on something she wasn't just drunk she was she was filling herself and she mm. was yeah yeah i don't i don't like i don't like having my dick grabbed yeah you know what i'm saying and like have you had people- Guy girls, look at me, I'm holding i d I'm holding a dick. Oh Yeah You know what I mean? Like you're not I don't Yeah, uh, it's yeah.
1: like that's not uh, Yuck.
0: Yuck <laughs> and, Yuck and, too and it also hurts and it's very unattractive looking for them. Yeah. So some, I mean, and, and again, I don't, I never react negatively. It's always with a smile, mm-hmm. and, you know. Of course, like a man. sometimes. Like, like, ha
1: ha, like, get her out, right, 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 <laughs> right. Like,
0: like, like, I might put some bass in my voice, you know, yeah. but I'm never like negative or disrespectful, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so I maybe I'll either just move her hand away, laugh, you know, be like, you know, just tell them I appreciate you and walk away. Mm-hmm. Next, next group, you just fucked it up for your group
1: yeah <laughs> Yes. like keep her under control karen <laughs>
0: you're lost you're lost you're losing sit her in the car she's done mm-hmm. um yeah
1: do you get propositioned by clients
0: of course my <laughs> the first time i was propositioned it was it was actually from a dude it was from a guy and it was my first six months dancing
2: mm-hmm.
0: he took out three grand dropped mm. it by my feet looked at me and was like what's good
1: Whoa! How did you handle it?
0: I walked off the stage. <laughs> oh man! Because like I mean, first of all, my man was like six four five, oh, like two forty. Oh, he's a big something, guy. Something, <laughs> and where we were wasn't necessarily the nicest part of town. Uh huh. You know, I'm by myself. No, you know, with a bus ticket. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so like I'm like, just that alone was like, hell no, because what if it's like him and four other of them niggas yeah, that look like that? Yeah,
1: there's definitely that question of like, what yeah. degree of safety right, right, right. can you expect?
0: Definitely. And uh,
1: and you didn't even know him. I mean, did you have any conversations nothing, with him at not, all?
0: Nothing. Didn't even see him. Didn't see him. He he walked up, tipped me a five, gave me another five, and then he dropped the bands.
1: And what did you do with the money?
0: I didn't take it. I just I you left just the left money it there. On the stage? Right. I mean, taking the money is is it's accepting is the proposition. Exactly, a yeah. Handshake. yeah, it's yeah, it's saying yes.
1: Ugh.
0: Right, and yeah. then this was uh this was actually before I've even done my first private.
1: Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I, so you were still like very baby stripper. Exactly. Didn't even was, know like was, I mean uh, you this is before you learned about setting rates before and deposits and shit. Right.
0: Right. So it was a uh, it was a hell no. <laughs>
1: and, uh, it was a hell yeah night. that was
0: also when i wasn't dancing for guys either my first my first year i was like nah just women just women yeah mm-hmm. yeah i was still under that stigma of you know dancing for performing for gay guys you gotta do some super gay shit mm-hmm. which isn't true mm-hmm. um
1: live and learn <laughs>
0: yeah right right
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and uh yeah so so, was, <laughs>
1: have, so like have you ever gone for it though you don't have to, if you don't want to, you can, you can say, For I sure. refuse it.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I have, I have, like, uh-huh. I have, like, I'm 25, you know, new at stripping.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: One of the sexiest women I've ever even talked to in person mm-hmm. comes up to me and she wants to take me home.
1: Like, Ooh.
0: Yeah. she. Did she offer you money? She took the position of of, of assuming that, you know, that's what I do. That's, I was like, I uh-huh. don't, I, I don't went home with her. Had she not pulled nothing out of her wallet, yeah, like that, I was. That was a win for me already.
1: Yeah, yeah. But
0: you know, she already like played the card, you know. But she didn't actually. She didn't play that card yet. Mm-hmm. She asked me to come home or come, not come home, come to her hotel with her. Uh-huh. I actually, like stayed there for like three days. <laughs> but yeah, she uh, and she was from another country. Where was she from? Uh, anyway, she was from another country. Mm-hmm. So, of course, like, you know, she's not really going off experience. She's new. She's uh-huh. thinking, she, you know, we got to, she got to pay uh-huh. for that type yeah, of attention.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Um, so, I guess she monologued short. She thought I was an escort. huh, And she paid me to.
1: Did she pay you pretty just... okay?
0: Um, yeah. she. <laughs> so, after we had had sex, like, we talked a little bit. She mm-hmm. hopped out of bed. Put three hundred dollars on the on on the counter, uh-huh. got back in bed and we, you know, cuddled or whatever. Aw, yeah, that's so was, sweet. Yeah, oh my yeah. gosh. And you know, we, we we were together for three days. Like uh-huh. I told her, like, hey, you know, I appreciate it. Like, you know, you didn't have to do that. You know, I would have been cool with it just being us. Yeah. You know, and she really understood, but like she came from a point of like respect like i respect uh-huh. your time it's oh, amazing
1: that she was just being very right, respectful right. about it yeah
0: and you know it coming from that place mm-hmm. also just made it like damn yeah
1: it's like i get uh, respected and got i got
0: respect like i feel good <laughs> thank you yeah <clears throat> so yeah i definitely yeah
1: so if you could you know give yourself advice back way back baby stripper days
0: baby stripper days okay
1: what would you tell yourself?
0: Practice more, and look for more opportunities. Don't miss out. I've I've missed out on opportunities because I wasn't prepared, because I wasn't ready. You know, I've missed big opportunities. I've missed big money because I decided to watch TV instead of take my ass to the gym and go practice some dance moves or something mm. like that. You know, like I've I uh, actually auditioned for Chocolate City. Mm-hmm. And didn't know I auditioned for Chocolate City until oh. like after the fact. Oh, and I went to my audition and just unprepared,
2: Uh-huh. wasn't
0: ready. You know, I didn't, I didn't yeah. have any set moves. Like it was every, it was just. I feel like if I was ready for, you know, opportunities to come, mm-hmm. things would be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But you know, it took. You know, you live and you learn.
1: You live and you learn. That's Definitely. always the truth. <laughs> So you're a father, right? Yeah. How old is your child?
0: She'll be four this year.
1: Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a baby girl. Well, she's not quite baby. <laughs> she's my baby. But she's your baby. So, and you had her uh, kind of earlier on in your stripping career, right?
0: Uh, yeah. Pretty much when I was in my first year. I uh-huh. had Yeah.
1: How has being a father kind of like, you know, affected your work and like how do you, you know, feel about being a parent and how do you um like will you ever tell her about this?
0: Definitely. Yeah. Like, I I don't think this is something I should, you know, hide. Of no. course I'm not going to, you know, wave it in her face and play, "Yo, I was, back in my day I was <laughs> and then like like not at all. Like uh-huh. I'm a, I'm definitely going to approach this as a situation of this is this is how I was hustling. Yeah, it's you know, how you know, this put is th- on the table. this was my business. This mm-hmm. is how I went about business. You know, I wasn't just out here wilding and having fun. You know, it, it is fun which is which is a bonus, you know, but at the end of the day this is a business and there's a professional way to go about your business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, just in case, you know, she decides she wants to be a dancer, you know. I I'm not around when she's out there in the streets, mm-hmm. and she's at the club, you know, dealing with older men or whatever. Then, you know, she knows how to handle it because I told her,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, this is, yeah, like I pretty Aww. much told her. That's so sweet. There's a better way to do about it, you know, yeah. um, not saying that she's going to be a stripper mm-hmm. or, but yeah, just tell her how to go about it. Mm-hmm. And I love being a dad. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's really cool. It, it's dope. Mm -hmm. like it's scary it's it's scary at first for the first few months it's scary it's like damn am i ready am i ready Mm
2: -hmm.
0: what am i gonna do blah blah blah. (laughs) money finances place to live Mm -hmm. blah blah blah. like you know once 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 all the dust settles it's 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 a really good feeling once you feel that love Mm -hmm. you know have a little munch 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 skin munch skin that's actually (laughs) like part of you Mm -hmm. and her looking like me is like damn i'm actually holding like a little a little me right now Yeah, it's 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 a really good feeling.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: um how it's changed me or how it's changed uh, my career. I definitely have a have more respect for women, mm-hmm. you know? I'm um yeah, I just I wouldn't want anybody talking to my mom or my sister or my daughter in a disrespectful manner, you know, for any reason. Mm-hmm. So, I always try and approach every woman with that type of mindset. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: Like, you know, she's somebody's mama or, you know, whatever you somebody's daughter
1: or just a person to be respected.
0: (laughs) That too. Definitely.
1: (laughs) Do you consider yourself to be a sex worker?
0: Uh, What do you mean? Define sex worker.
1: So I define sex worker as like this big umbrella term that encompasses a lot of different things. So it's kind of like everybody from cameras and escorts and people who do like sexy photo shoots, porn stars, strippers um cuddlers uh I'm talking about
0: cuddling is a real thing because i'm a really awesome cuddler like i will yeah. cuddle <laughs> cuddle cuddle
1: cuddling is an industry holy cow yeah. I,
0: i've seen that on facebook and yeah. i've seen a video i didn't think that shit was real
1: no it's totally real i um one of my good friends uh is a cuddler right now and she's just holy been cow. talking about it yeah huh <laughs> yeah
0: i'm a cuddler <laughs> I like to cuddle.
1: Yeah. So so it's just generally the big umbrella term for everybody. And then I think of it also like, are you affected by laws that crack down on people in the industries? You know, like. Right. Or is your Internet presence like under attack? You know, whenever you post anything that's like a little bit outside of the guidelines. Like, you know, have you ever, you know. So, one of um my guests, like he recently lost his Yelp page because of the Sesta foster rolling and stuff, yeah, because wow. yeah, they took down a lot of people in the adult entertainer thing, so it's like if you've been affected by this, then you might just be a sex worker, but um, the other thing that I believe is that. Everybody can choose whatever title they want, you know? If you don't want to be that,
0: it's it's, right. it's all you, you know? Right. It's not like, just because, I mean, you say sex worker, I say male entertainer or exotic entertainer. It's, yeah. It's it's the same, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's in the same glove. Yeah. So I And mean, it's like
1: everybody already, already tells us, like, what you are, you know?
0: Exactly. And plus, you know, they're going to have their own yeah judgment or perception Mm -hmm. of it anyway Mm -hmm. so i mean so yeah i I consider myself a sex worker
1: oh dope hey welcome to the club (laughs) for sure (laughs) do you have any vanilla job
0: yeah i'm a personal trainer i teach with fitness
1: oh hell yeah oh yeah Yeah. i mean you mentioned that but i just so is it like nine to five kind of hours or is it like
0: that shit is like three to eight Mm -hmm. (laughs) three a.m no uh, not three a.m four thirty A.M. eight P.M.
1: Oh my gosh, those yeah. are like really long hours. I
0: coach at uh, I coach at four different gyms. Oh shoot! And I'm actually applying for a head trainer role at one of the gyms. Uh-huh. You know, I'd 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 work more with the administration and work with the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd be coaching a little more classes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely my 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 day job.
1: How do you manage all of these hours? Because it's like you're dancing. And that takes up hours of time commuting and preparation and being mm. there. And then you have all of your training jobs. And then you also are a father.
0: <laughs> right, right. How do
1: you balance all of these things?
0: Uh, well, my daughter, she's safe at home with my baby mother. Her name is Jojo. Mm-hmm. So she lives with her. I get to see her sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I see her on a consistent basis. Uh-huh. So, I mean, we mean her. Our relationship is good. She just does, she just does not live with me, mm-hmm. which, which helps, you know, me have a busier schedule yeah um and personal training it's it's just part of my lifestyle Mm -hmm. you know me being an athlete I never you know once an athlete always an athlete I still I still you know work out like I train I eat like I'm training you know what I mean like so that's always been part of my life so doing that for work is just part of my life mm-hmm. and and also dancing is something that i love mm-hmm. so doing what i love during the day then doing what i love you know at night gives me like oh yeah i want to do that okay for sure like i do get tired i still feel it um honestly sativa saves my life <laughs> like <laughs> it's, yeah. it's 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 i've honestly become a, a functional smoker if you will yeah it it allows me to not be sleepy Mm. You know what I mean? It it doesn't wake me up, but it keeps me from getting groggy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It gives me that, that high of, you know, I'm high, not sleepy. Uh-huh. So I can I can function high versus being sober and, mm-hmm. like, you know, dragging my feet. Ah. And I also eat healthy. I drink my water, eat my veggies, mm-hmm. you know.
1: What else and- do you do to take care of your body? Because you must end up kind of sore and with sports injuries and all that like
0: definitely i have a lot of uh old sports injuries a lot of scar tissue yeah um, tell I, me stretch, about it. <laughs> I stretch i stretch i stretch i stretch uh, for an hour at least every day
1: if, yeah. I, if i do
0: not stretch i feel it so i make sure that i stretch um
1: that's amazing that you stretch for a whole hour every day that's very dedicated yeah. I've, uh, <laughs> i mean
0: it's it's like part of my routine one like when when covid hit and I was out of work. First thing I was doing, like, I'd wake up, drink a tall glass of water, smoke, and then I'd stretch for two hours. Mm-hmm. And then I'd get my day started. I was, I was, I took the time to actually, like, stretch my body. And I love healing, like, stretching and recovery. That's almost, like, what I'm drawn to. It's, I feel like it's my knack.
1: I mean, that makes sense, especially if you're thinking, you know, being a physical therapist right. and studying kinesthesiology and all of that, like course stretching is integral to that
0: definitely and I mean you know being this busy like you're, you're not sleeping a lot so how are you gonna make up for the lack of sleep because mm-hmm. that's gonna affect your mental health it's gonna yeah, affect everything everything so how do you how do you how do you combat the lack of sleep versus you know the heavy workload so I mean, just eating healthy, definitely like veggies. I will, I'm a meat eater to the death of me. Yeah. <laughs> but veggies. Every time you eat, make sure you have more vegetables than everything else on your plate. Mm-hmm. You can still have your chicken. You can still have your steak. Just make sure you got a salad with it. Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Like that is what keeps me, you know, from like that, that's what keeps my body from shutting down because it's constantly getting the nutrients it needs to mm-hmm. keep going. It doesn't need to, you know, deteriorate itself. get the energy because i'm constantly putting it back Mm -hmm. constantly putting gas in my car Mm -hmm. you know constantly putting air in the balloon Mm -hmm. so that that also allows me to keep from getting super groggy and sleepy because i'm also if i'm not working out i'm in recovery if i'm not working at the club i'm in recovery if i got a day off my black ass is doing some type of therapy some type of recovery Mm -hmm. so it's it's that balance that i try and create
1: that makes sense um do you are you out in your vanilla job stuff like as a personal trainer yeah yeah,
0: yeah. they know P- that you stripped yeah i mean i'm not like yeah oh God, i'm a stripper Woo. <laughs> i mean i don't solicit you know what i'm saying like they, yeah. they ask me what i do i tell them i'm a dancer they ask mm-hmm. what kind i say i'm you know i'm, an, I'm, I'm a stripper dancer i'm, I'm an exotic <laughs> like i've had i've had a couple of people from the gym come to the Abbey where I dance, to see me dance, oh, that's and so nice. show some love, which yeah. is really cool. You know, I don't, I don't hide it, mm-hmm. but I don't, I'm not super out loud with it. Those are two different industries. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, if someone asks, like, yeah, sure, yeah, that's what I do. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's cool, and like people just, you know, they're pretty chill about it. They're like, oh, okay.
0: I'm sure, I'm sure people have their opinions, <laughs> like, just just like anybody else would. You mm-hmm. know, so yeah it's all it's all good,
1: so I have maybe one last question, okay, well uh, actually I like two so one grooming what are your grooming habits like for uh, if you're dancing for somebody or if you're like going for a gig, do you like go all out like fresh cut yep. fresh everything respect like, f- body hair definitely gone, like all of yeah it? yeah
0: it's it's like self-grooming to me is part of self-care and self-love i take mm-hmm. that very serious mm-hmm. you know like when when i take i make sure i have a, a gap in my day to cut my hair and shave i need to make sure that i feel good so that i can respect somebody else's time to make them feel good mm-hmm. um i shave everywhere i shave my balls uh Everywhere, everywhere, it's a hard, everywhere. hard
1: knock life. <laughs> I
0: actually, you know what? You know what? The cheat code to life is, which, which makes it a lot easier, is Nair. Nair, sensitive for sensitive skin. It's, mm. it's, it's a lifesaver. It I doesn't,
1: use, it doesn't hurt your bottles you gotta, or anything? You like, gotta get
0: this sensitive. You gotta get this sensitive. I hint the sensitive. Cause yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, because it can, it could be painful. I've had an experience with the uh, nair on my balls and it not really goes because so I mean, well.
1: sometimes it'll irritate your skin too and also the other thing with nair can. is like, it doesn't always get everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is true. Like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you need to take a break from nair once in a while because your body will adapt mm-hmm. to, you know, whatever the fuck nair is made out of. Um, so like I would do a month on, then I'll do a month off or a couple of weeks off. Cause mm-hmm. when I first started doing there, it was, it was when it was the hardest on my skin. It took my body uh-huh. a little bit to react. I would get the white bumps or, or I would, I would get, you know, sensitive, sensitive patches. Yeah. You know, not too bad, but just like, I damn. Right. Yeah. I am, I am fresh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, now like I've, um, looked up blogs on, you know, how to best do nair because i've experienced after a while like it wouldn't work as much as good as it used to yeah. i still have hair and i or, or i wouldn't be as smooth uh-huh. and you know i've read that you know you there's you need to take a break uh-huh. or the longer your hair is the better nair works or like mm. exfoliate before you use nair get all that dead skin off your body and loosen up those hairs soften mm. them up and then and then nair and yeah so wow. exfoliates nair Make sure your hair is long.
1: These are solid tips. Real talk,
0: real talk. Yeah, this, this is important. This is important. <laughs> I mean, when I'm, hair yeah. was important. Because when I'm done, you know, with with the self care, the self grooming, it's like, all right, it's showtime As soon as I step out of my house, it's mm-hmm. you know, mask on, showtime Totally. I'm, I, mean, I, feel like I am know. my best self. I look good. I smell good. I know it because I I did it to myself. Mm-hmm. Like. You there, took the there, time. There you no, went through the ritual
1: of exactly. it. Exactly.
0: There are no doubts in my uh-huh. mind about myself because I took the time to solidify my self-confidence. Totally. So, yeah.
1: So Showtime. time. last question. All right. If you could do anything to make your job better, more fair, safer, however that would be, mm-hmm. would you do anything? Like, is there anything that you would see to, that could be improved?
0: I would like to see more dancers coming together as a group or a unit. I get Mm -hmm. it. You know, it's just a very like self-employed type of business. You know what I mean? Like everybody's out here to pay their bills. Everybody got, you know, everybody's out here to make money. But like I have this, not a dream. And also a couple of other dancers have, you know, felt the same way about this. Like if, what if we came together And we made our own thing. What if we put money up, rented a spot? Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes you'll get these promoters who just want to make money off of you or they've been out the game for so long they don't know how it really works anymore or, like, they don't really understand it anymore because it's changed, because the demographics changed, uh, society's changed, you know, the way people see it, you know, changed. Like, everything's just different, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So actually having somebody run it and promote it from a dancer aspect mm-hmm. like it would just blow up yeah you know i mean like if, if we were to get female strippers and male strippers come together do this big ass event the same thing as as what you were doing Like yeah. i was so hyped for that like yeah so, i'm still hyped for that you know yeah what it's mean? gonna
1: happen it's gonna happen covid like, can't last forever exactly
0: exactly <laughs> like having that type of environment you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's not like it's not a sex party, but it's 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 positive,
1: yeah, well, it's just like you know the people who do the work and who run the industry, who are the talent of the industry, making the choices, calling the shots, promoting themselves, owning the space, and owning whatever money they make off of it, exactly,
0: and That's then you it. know us you know enjoying the spoils together, us mm-hmm. building you know a relationship with each other, yeah. just like with this virtual dancer, you know just being online now, it's like. Mm-hmm. There's only so much solo stuff I can do. Yeah. At some point, I'm gonna Ugh. need some type of collab. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not totally. saying we gotta like fuck on camera, but like, it would be nice to have a beautiful woman
1: to sit in a chair and you can give the dance for. Right. Exactly. Whatever. Like, yeah. People, you know what I
0: mean? It it, it it gives a different fantasy. Totally.
1: Oh God. It's it. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so
0: definitely, I like, us us coming together is something I would I would love to see.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Well, we have to take a quick pause for a commercial break. Skirt. It can be real hard to know which way is up and which way is down nowadays. Why? Feels like I'm caught up in a twister, the way the news media twists and turns a story. Now, I know you've heard a lot about a story recently about capitalism ending. And if you're like me, well, you ran over to your nearest TV and turned on ABC News, hoping for some real answers. What's it mean capitalism is over and what's going to happen to my money? I certainly don't know. I mean, isn't capitalism all about money? Well, I pulled out my old pen and pad and started taking notes. Now, I'm a simple man. I saved my money and hoped to build a future for me and my golden retriever. But now, it seems nothing is safe. Is this what communism winning looks like? What's going to happen to my retirement? What comes next? Tune in tonight at 8 to hear David Muir explain what happens now that capitalism is over. Only here on ABC. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming and giving this amazing interview. Where can we find you on social media?
0: You can find me on Instagram at X underscore the underscore entertainer you can find me on snapchat at i'm nice brandon i am n-i-c-e brandon i am you can also find me on facebook for dom flex that's d-o-m with a space and flex f-l-e-x subscribe follow like stay posted for you know only fans content you know stay tuned for that and uh appreciate you guys
1: Oh, and you also have one more. You have your um, workout. Oh,
0: my uh, fitness page. Fitness page, yeah. which is via Instagram, and that one's going to be Mister Underscore Skinner, S K I two Ns E R. E R.
1: E R. Awesome. So I am Selena the Stripper. You can follow me on Instagram at Pretty Boy Girl. You can follow Ho in the Know at Ho in the Know on IG as well. You can um, contribute to this Patreon. At The Real Pretty Boy Girl, there's all kinds of great content there. I write a lot of stories about the club and other sex work that I do when clients, and also I've been posting erotica, so check that shit out. Please like, subscribe, comment, share it with your friends, share it with your mom, play it in your store <laughs> if you can get away with it, and have a wonderful quarantine, you guys. Bye bye.